Yay, we're talking about money. I love it. Uh, but I, I have been working, doing substantial work to release kind of the final blocks and really start matching the frequency. Now that I can understand what that means, I can begin to wrap my head around the acknowledgement that blocks still existed when it came to money. And today I'm talking through kind of how I took that final step into releasing those last blocks and things that I did. Again, these are just my way to finding that space, but money was definitely a block that was holding me back in this kind of new phase of credence and the mental acceptance that this is good and real. I realized that I was still holding myself back in that area. And so we're discussing that today. We're discussing the importance of matching that frequency and not holding yourself back and kind of how I did that, my path to that place. Uh, okay, let's go. This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Ness. Uh, the Death of a Dream really is my expression from the start of a very sad and low and unaligned place in life where I was struggling with so many living beliefs, so many people telling me that I couldn't just go live my dream life. And it really walks every day through what it looks like to transition out of a life that's just fine and into a life that I wanted to live. And so this is just the daily journal of what that looked like for me. You can take whatever you need from here. Um, I talk through different things that I read, different things that helped me through, different moments and different blocks that I had to break down to get to this better place. And alignment for me looks like being a serial entrepreneur and, um, being able to write and speak and talk through what life looks like for me and how other people are pursuing their dreams. So the death of a dream really is just a journey out of that place and into a new and true place. Glad you're here. Hey, let's go ahead and ground ourselves in our greatness. You're not going to want to miss this. So <laughs> today, my great thing from yesterday really was just, you know, again, being, being in the present moment, sitting, sitting with my thoughts. And I've been incorporating this into my mornings, obviously, been practicing some more yoga. I'm on my, I don't know, 34th day of doing yoga every morning, which was a practice that I've always wanted to be into. Um, and then adding in daily meditation. I probably meditate and visualize about three times a day. And so that doesn't look like hardcore sprinklings. I would say in the morning, meditate and pray, really work on that grateful practice, really just prayers of thanks for, you know, waking me up, for having 
these amazing children, for having such an amazing husband, for having such a blessed life, starting my day there. And then um, moving into some meditation, heading downstairs to meditate, journal, and visualize. Um, That's usually how I start my morning. I would say that takes about 30 to 40 minutes of just sitting in silence. No TV, no music, no nothing. Um, Pure silence. And most of the time, I'm just visualizing my life in all of its stages, in the things that I am here to do, and seeing myself walk in there, seeing myself walk through the house, seeing myself sitting at my desk at in the building that I own, which is definitely on one of my lists, um, seeing myself doing all the things and, you know, really taking conscious time to do that now. And then, um, move into journaling, which is just me writing down, you know, the 10 things that I'm here to accomplish, which is just my manifestation manual, basically. And then doing some free journaling, um, which was a recommendation by one of my friends that I've come along the path with, um, Rena, who's doing amazing work, but she had suggested free journaling after meditation. And so that's something that I started to adopt and I'm really liking it because it's just like how my thoughts freely flow out of my mind and I write it down. Um, and it's, it's nice to just kind of start the day that way and then move into a yoga practice, come back upstairs, meditate again and set the intentions for what the show is going to be, record the show um, come home meetings usually. And then I generally will meditate, um, before I fall asleep again and kind of reset and rethink the world. And yeah, so I think that was three times. Yep. When I wake up in my morning practice and then again, before I go to bed. So usually about three times, it doesn't have to be a four hour session. And if you're saying, I don't know, I saw this funny meme or just Instagram post. I don't know, but it said, if you're, you should meditate 20 minutes a day. And if you're too busy, you should meditate for an hour, (laughs) which I think is such a great point of the importance of sitting with your thoughts, of sitting with yourself. And definitely if you're in that rat race of life, it may be time to call back entire hours of time where you just are able to sit and sort through your thoughts and your visions and what you want out of life. So um, that's my great thing. Finding, Finding a routine there routine has definitely been something that I've been struggling with just because I didn't quite know where I wanted to end up when it came to exercise. I didn't quite know where I wanted to end up when it came to adopting further journaling practices into my day-to-day. I didn't know where I wanted to end up just 
really with anything and how it all was going to flow. And I, I wanted structure and for a very long time, longer than I care to even think about and reminisce about, it was super important that I had no structure at all, that I just kind of threw everything to the wayside and just let myself settle and be okay with just the settling and the trial and the error and all the things and exploring what the expansiveness of time looks like and how that benefits the creativity realm and now, right, placing structure back in, but not in the abrasive way that I had before. And I think that time to just let it all out, let it all, let there be no structure at all. Let myself go sit in a park, let myself go do X, Y, and Z and not really abide by any rules allowed me to see that I could exist in both spaces and both spaces are very important. And so here we are kind of back taking our control back and restructuring days, um, but still finding ways to allow for expansiveness within those blocks. And yeah, that's, that's my great thing. <laughs> Finding new ways of scheduling that isn't, that's similar to the old ways, but not as abrasive as the old ways that really allow for expansion and creativity and free thought and free flow as that's so important to this work, to blog work, to all the creative work that I do, but also very important to um, all of the businesses and problems that we're solving with the products and things that we're putting into this world. So yeah, here we are. We have arrived. Go ahead, take time for yourself, recognize yourself for that great thing, whether it's you know, you woke up five minutes early today and you took time to just write one great thing about yourself, whether it's you started a online empire and you're now a billionaire, like I don't care what it is, recognize it, find and seek out greatness in your day to day. That very practice changes the vibration at which you operate, which will then in turn change the vibration in which people operate with you and will inevitably change your life. I don't know. You heard it here first. Okay. <laughs> Let's go ahead and dive in today. Today we're talking about money. This is like my favorite topic. We've had a couple of experts come in and talk to us. And for me, um, being, you know, just a lovely little Iowa Midwest, nice, happy person, um, who grew up without a lot of money. This topic is always very important to me. And I've been working on adjusting my vibrational response to money. And I'll go ahead and embrace and acknowledge that there has been a definite block. And just recently, right, I've been thinking about where am I putting up blocks still? Where am I not meeting the vibration of abundance, right? Where am I still blocking that and why? 
And I, I was like, oh, I got to my desk. I started to meditate on what we were going to do today. I went over to my meditation corner and started to kind of play out and plan. And then I always sort of ask for a sign before I get on. And now that I'm not um, using my phone within the first hour of the day, and I'm working on blocking that time out, I don't get those as easily and often. Um, but today was definitely a sign. So in my, uh, you are a badass, um, new and favorite inspirations plus money-making badassery. So this is by Jen Sincero. I think that's how you say it. And she actually wrote the book, You Are a Badass at Making Money, which is a great book. That was one of the first books that I read on this journey. And I'm going to reread it after I finish my other three books that I have sitting here. Oh, six books. Two of them are for company research and the other three are just expansion reads. And so once I finish those, I'm going to go back to this book, but I open up my quote for today, Wednesday, February 17th. And I usually open it before I come on the air. And here is what it said as I was wondering if I should bring this money episode here. <laughs> Start paying attention and notice if your repeated Repeatedly announcing how much you hate, fear, mistrust money via language such as, I'm an idiot when it comes to money. I could never afford that. I hate that rich bastard, etc. If you're bad mouthing money, you're gonna wanna go ahead and knock that off. And, <laughs> right? Think of how often we do that. And as I started to examine my vibration, I could start to look at and sit with how many conversations really were negative. Still, even with this positivity girl and this understanding that we're manifesting the reality that we live in. And so I start examining where those conversations are happening, who they're happening with. And a lot of times they were just happening in my own head, right? Oh no, I won't be able to buy that. Oh no, we should probably make sure that we cut back on groceries this week. Oh no, let's stick uh, within this budget. Oh no, we couldn't spend that amount of money. The money isn't going to be there. Oh no, where is the money coming from? What are we going to do? And <laughs> so... About a week ago, I had heard someone speak on releasing the demon that is money. And how do you do that? And there are a lot of different ways to do this, right? You can write a letter to money, I've heard. And I know that Melissa actually talked about doing that. Um, you can go ahead and in that letter, forgive money for whether you had it or you didn't. And we grew up in the most scarce money mindset household. It was always a topic of conversation. It was always brought up. It always gave this girl anxiety. Ugh. Ugh. I could still feel my actual body in the grocery store having to get groceries every two weeks and how uncomfortable that money spend was. And spending money was always 
an uncomfortable topic in our household. And we've done major work to release those blocks and to change our financial situation so that that isn't a concern. Now, this final shift really is that final mental flip of accepting abundance and acknowledging it, right? Like yesterday when we talked about having to match that vibration even before you can see it. And so that looks like, oh, money is always flowing to me. I don't even have to ask anymore. Opportunities are abundantly flowing to me. There is always money there. There is always money there. And the funny thing is, (laughs) there always is, right? The world really isn't against you. And so I think my final shift came when I sat down and wrote this. I didn't write a letter, but when I heard someone speak, they said to write out all of the beautiful things you're going to do with your money as a way to undemonize it, right? Because for me, it's like you look at all of these people who have money and all the crazy things that they do and and how evil they are and how our government is evil and and how, you know, think of all of the block conversations that you're having about money, all of the negative things that you're saying, even though, right, it's, it's in a positive mindset to yourself, it is in a negative mindset directed towards money and the evils that create money. And for me, money is evil. People who have it misuse it at times. And that was definitely a block that I had to get over. And so for me, since money isn't a motivator, but it should be, right? This is how the world turns. This is how I'm going to be able to do all of the beautiful work that I want to do. So I have to start shifting that thought that money isn't my motivator. And even though it isn't, right, this is how I got motivated by it again. This is how I shifted that frequency. This is how I shifted into that abundance mindset. So I wrote out the list of all the things that I am doing with my money, right? And not all the things that I'm going to do, all of the things that I am doing with my money, all of the money that I receive through the work that I do, right? And that included beautiful things like connecting and creating environments where people aren't, where they don't have to be so money hungry that they are scared and they lose sight of what their vision is in order to get there faster, right? Because it's hard, right? To, to create a business or to go out on a limb and, and start that creative business or to go out on a limb and start blogging. It's, it's hard. There is an upfront cost to that. And like, what if I can create a world where we throw that upfront cost aside and we just invest in people and the beauty of their visions and we allow them to create and build right in this safe incubator space and and they're protected by us and they start to build and see possibility and it's almost like we're training wheels 
for these people? And what if I can build environments like that where more people can go out and take a chance on themselves, where more people have people and groups and communities of people who just like fearlessly support each other, not fearlessly support each other, hoping that they'll support me. Like we just support and love and build and build and grow and grow and love and feed and seed and grow more and find these people who want to do these things, who have similar blocks that I had when I was starting my journey. And I can create a world that I wish existed when I first started. And I can go ahead and help people rediscover the power of their story and rediscover the power of themselves and find the answers within themselves. And what if I can be that person? And money is one of the ways that we build and grow and find more people and support and grow more people, right? Money isn't evil. Money, in fact, is the theater and the way that I continue to help and build and grow. And I think the beauty of the work that I want to bring into the world is, is not the work that I'm doing, is the work of you, right? Is the work of you finding and trusting you. And what can I build in order for you to be able to do that? To not even think about it as a risk. To think about it as something that's just in alignment and go and try it and fall, but fall into our arms, into our community where we can help and build and support and let you know that that's okay and (laughs) let you know that everybody falls and we're right here for you. And we've built something that's inevitably foolproof. And so that you don't just fall and keep tumbling and then you have to sell your stuff that you bought on Facebook Marketplace and hopefully get a a little bit of a return on the investment that you made in yourself. No. No more. And, you know, how how do we build conferences and 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 things where we aren't saying use this tool use this tool this is going to be the key to your success we're saying find yourself and here's how you journey back to yourself here's how you forgive yourself here's how you do that shadow work here's how you let go of x y and z here's how you find your path back to who you're meant to be here in this world. And, you know, like letting that go and having that conversation with the beauty of what money is and the beauty of what it can do when it comes to expansion and and support makes me feel like making all the money in the world right? Like taking it, just like take, you know what? Hey, Jeff. Hey, Mark. Hey, Bill. (laughs) I'm gonna go ahead and just like wander over, take some of that change just a little bit. You want to just write me a little bitty baby check? Cause I'm gonna need that. Right. And, and then like furthermore, what if, what if, 
then I create environments where people can work and feel safe. And I create an environment that I wish that I could work in. And that allows people to, (laughs) you know, be right here and do the work that they dream of doing where they want to do it. And what if I can rethink work situations or rethink and build because one of my gifts is building? What if I can rethink and build new things that help people, you know, like What if we rebuild an entire school model? What if we rebuild an entire education model? What if we rethink entire systems? And I saw this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful piece on a serial entrepreneur who had created her first business. She sold that business and then she took some of that money and built a new school, an entirely different thought of school with the money that she had made building her first company. And I don't know, (laughs) I'm not saying that I'm building a school. I have no idea what I'm going to be called to build. Um, Or maybe I've already built a school. You don't know what I'm up to. But that's the beauty. That's the shift that I had to make. Why fight so hard to make money if that's not what inspires me? But it is what inspires me because people inspire me because building things inspires me. And money is a result of those actions and money is a result of putting that much good into the world. You don't get there if you aren't starting from a good place, right? And some people start from a very jaded place or a a super privileged place. And so they probably will get there. But my guess is somewhere in that lineage, it started with someone wanting to create a more beautiful world, right? Wanting to create and maybe they got lost. I don't know. Right. But I don't know. I don't actually no. And so even for me to be sitting here and villainizing money and villainizing anyone with it, anyone raised with it, anyone raised with more privilege than I had really isn't even fair because I don't know. And I will never know. I will never know. And I can never know. And so I've even now released that block. People with money are not evil. In fact, they're beautiful because they create new worlds that didn't exist before they made that money, right? And they create new places for people to go find happiness wherever they are, right? For people to experience the beautiful things. If they were just holding all of that money to themselves... And doing so selfishly, they wouldn't build a more beautiful world. They wouldn't build the visions that they have in their head. The visions that they have in their head help create new worlds for people. Help create iPhones. Help create iPads and and Mac laptops and, and Google Pixels and Google Pixel books and makeup and 
right? Fill in the in conferences and and journals and all of these tools that we apply to our lives that take us to a better place and they write books and and they just help people. Money is the root of expansion. Money is the root of your ability to go do things. And I want you to start checking the same way that I started checking. What are the conversations you're having with money? So my new conversation, gosh, we went out um, for Valentine's Day. And generally, my husband likes to make a reservation for this date night. It's important. And so that means that we're going to a place that we typically wouldn't go to. And it was so fun. It was so fun. Whereas like before it would have been open it and go, (laughs) good thing we don't eat out like this very often. It was like, how can we spend even more money? How can we bless more people because we are so blessed? How fun to use money. How fun to grow and expand and know that more money is coming after that, that we can spend fearlessly because that money is always replaced, right? And we're no longer working in that scarcity model as if that isn't what's aligned for us, right? Like if we have this vision to be debt-free, we don't have to sit here and cling to that mantra forever and sit in a scarcity model as if that's not going to happen. It's going to happen, right? That's meant for us. That is a road that we are intentionally walking. It's going to happen and we can allow trust and enjoy the money that we have now and all of the money that's coming for us. And I will say this final, right? The year of credence, the mental acceptance of this life being true and real. That shift has like just even in the past week, like the things that are flowing to me, the opportunities that flow in without me asking are amazing. And that's how I wanted to build the entirety of this brand. And I know that I lost sight of that for a little while because I think you come into it overshooting, right? Your hunger or overshooting that frequency because you're just like, oh, let's go, let's go, let's kill this. Now taking a step back and realizing that I just have to have the vision and trust and accept and match, right? And matching looks like, right? Having fun with the money that you have, knowing that money is meant for you, knowing that money is coming. It doesn't have to be uncomfortable knowing that the money is already there and always has been. And Now knowing and understanding the intention that I have behind the money that I receive allows it to flow even freer. And the conversations that we have around money now is so much more comfortable. And, you know, we even have to shift now some of the money conversations that we had around our own children, even though we're in a drastically different place. I still had a seven-year-old last night say to me like, well, I want to dream like that, but I'd have to have money. I'd have to have the money to go be in the nutcracker someday. And, you know, I know that that stems from conversations and blocks that we had 
early on, even though we felt like we were really healed in that money situation, clearly we've created blocks for our own children and blocks that we were holding on to too. And so now begins the work of releasing that block, allowing the flow, allowing and embracing the abundance that is this life and allowing that vision, right? To project and propel me forward in this work and not villainizing money and people who have it. Instead, like, I don't know, creating relationships with them because they know and they're doing beautiful work with their money. And that's the vision that I have for mine. So let's release it. Let's take that next step. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thanks for listening. As always, you can find me on all socials at The Death of a Dream. That's on Instagram. We do have a Facebook page that you can follow there. And then Hannah Nuss on LinkedIn. Go ahead and check out the website if you feel like it. There are additional pieces that are not included in the podcast. um, And you can reach out and contact me anywhere. If you have any questions, message me. Let's connect. I'd love to talk through your story because everyone's story is worth being told and has worth in it.